Welcome, 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 podcast listeners. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. It is episode number 286 of the Fret Talk Podcast. You are joined by your hosts today. It is me, Budge. I never introduced myself. What's going on? You are also joined by, oh my gosh, it is Josh. Dun, dun, dun. Indeed. Very, uh, very suspicious. Dun, dun, dun. And you are joined by Mr. Matt Quines. Hey, hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Yeah, we did the thing. Nice. He said, he said it. He you did. The Simpsons meme. <laughs> say the line, Bart. Say the line. <laughs> oh, I, love, I love that. Like, when they do, do it for, like, um, local bands. Say the line, say the line. Big things coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's so true. Like, I have used that line before. And, like, absolutely fuck all's come out for the next five years. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's quality. But anyway, gentlemen, how are we? Are we all good? Yeah, not too bad. Can't complain, can't complain. That's it. I mean, even if you do, like, no one's listening. So it's such is life, isn't it? <laughs> was... Somebody's got to listen to us rant and rave and moan and be boomers. So. Uh, um, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we, we have got a listenership. I can see the figures. We are with fairly fairly big in America um, and the UK. Tell you what, I'm huge in Japan. <laughs> I knew it was, I didn't know exactly where in the Far East you were going to pick, but I knew you were picking somewhere out there. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear, and that is that's the the level of humour that you've signed up for, dear listeners. Um, so. As per usual, we're going to indulge in our what we've been up to this week. And I think I'm going to take it away first because I have got a shed load of things to talk about. Oi. Right. So this very evening that we are recording, we are recording on a Tuesday night, which is quite premature for us. But I mean, at this age, premature is expected, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Suit yourself. (laughs) Chance would be a fine thing. I mean, an early night is more uh, more fun these days, I reckon. Um, but yeah, so like this this evening, I released two videos that happened to be on the same pedal. Um, I didn't mean to. I forgot. Like I've completely forgot about scheduling, and they are on two different channels, so it's not that much of a faux pas. Um, but it was it was based on the K line um, Killer Sharp Boost, which. I think is pretty fucking rad. So it's like a, a almost like I'd I'd kind of liken it to a DOD two fifty, where it's kind of like glassy, clean, and you can add a bit of grit to it as well. But it also has a tone control, which is very very subtle. But it does do something. It definitely definitely does do something. But it's like it very subtly manipulates where the mid frequency sits so if you like wind it all the way back you get this kind of full range boost and then you you eke it up towards the end it gets a little bit more glassy but it's never never really like super affected but so uh, the, it's got a tone control i assume a volume control what's the other one is that grit or yeah gain, gain or... yeah again yeah uh, just like for the uninitiated of us why does a boost pedal need more than a volume control? 
<laughs> I mean, a tone control on a boost pedal is quite nice because then you can dial in exactly the frequency that you want to be boosting. Like if you've got uh, like a humbucker guitar, you might want to do something a little bit further up the frequency spectrum than, say, a single coil, like a bright single coil. So there's there's that. Um, it's, I mean, if you're like for, for me, if if you're calling something a boost pedal, what it's there to do is change the volume to a louder volume. Yeah. If boost. you want to change the frequency, buy an EQ pedal. If you want to add a bit of drive and increase the volume, buy a drive pedal. Yeah. Like, the, the, I, I, tube screamers are fine. Yeah, I, I I don't understand the concept of multiple control boosts. Like the the guitarist in one of my bands has a Spark Mini, which I get because it's got one control and it makes things louder. It might add a bit of game, but most of that is because it's making it louder and that pushes everything. Yeah. What I don't understand is the full-size sparks and things like that. You've got four controls. It's a it's a drive pedal. It's a really quiet drive pedal, that's what it is. It's, or a really <laughs> low-gain drive pedal. And that's what I assume this thing is, if it adds grit as well. It's just a drive pedal, just with not much drive. Yeah, so it's... but The way that it's voiced, it's quite... Uh, like a quite a present drive pedal. So it's not one that you'd necessarily use as your kind of standard overdrive. I mean, it's got enough drive that you could... But I use... wouldn't use a Tube Screamer as a standard overdrive. <laughs> I use it as a lead bass. <laughs> yeah, but you could. You could. Like, there's enough... uh, I, I, I would argue against that statement. I yeah. wouldn't ever use it as a... Unless you're running your amp cooked, in which case that is your drive pedal. <laughs> yeah. Um but there, like there are people who do use that. I mean, it, it, check out the the how to use overdrive pedals on pedal boards of doom, which this second in the series was about boost pedals, which then featured the <laughs> K-Line Killer Sharp Boost. Um, so that was a segue, definitely was. If that wasn't a cheeky plug, then <laughs> I don't know. I Indeed. don't know what is. Yeah, and if you if you uh, like get over to Peabod and sub sub to Peabod's. There's another two of these how-to um, videos coming out, and they are not the kind of uh, effects that you'd be expecting. So, like, you think overdrive boost, you might think, oh, next one's maybe like fuzz or distortion. Nope, 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 nope. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It, I swear to God, if it's a bit crosser, I'm unsubscribing. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that's that's us losing losing one member. No, it's not. It's... Tell me again, where can you find this information at? <laughs> and that's uh, pedal boards of doom at YouTube. That's pedal boards of doom at YouTube. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I released that this week, and it's like it's pretty pretty good. I I like that that boost pedal because it like the 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 grip that it can add does that tube screamery thing that if if you do want to add a bit of gain, but it does it in a slightly brighter way. So I, I like it. I think it works really well. Um, and then I've done obviously done the um the how to use a boost pedal for pedal boards of doom, which goes through another couple of ways that you might use like any type of boost pedal, not just this specific one. Um, but I'll, I'll leave you to watch that because those tips are like top quality. If I do oh. say so myself, <laughs> I mean, I, I shot and edited the video, so I'm pretty sure that I should think that way. <laughs> like, if, if I thought it was shit, <laughs> the, this is not a great advertisement for it, but no, I I like genuinely think that the um, the uses that I've shown to use a boost pedal are uses that most guitarists should know. 
So, like, check it out, definitely. Um, I also did a live stream this week. And not, not a fret talk live stream. What? What, what, what? <laughs> Mental. What's going on? I know. Like, we, we've done plenty of live streams as fret talk. We've done... Like, me and Lee have done them on, on uh, Pedal Boards of Doom as well, where we've gone through... We, like, we actually did, like, the K-Line G series as an entirety. We did... Um, oh, what else uh, did we do? The, fiend, uh, the Venom yeah. and the... Yeah, Triumph. Triumph, yeah, yeah. So we did that. I think we might have done Helix 3.5 as well, the release of that. Um, so we've done we've done a few of those, and I thought, you know what, the Budget Pedal Chap channel does deserve some live stream action because it's actually quite good fun. So I invited my friends, Mr. Dave Rage and Jay from AM Guitars, guitar guitars, AM Guitar on YouTube, um, to come and do a live stream. The least searchable YouTube channel in history. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, by his own admission, he was like, yeah, I, I probably should have chosen a. A different name here um but I've, I've linked him in the um in the description not in the description i've linked him in the pinned comment of that youtube video so definitely go check him out because like his and my channel really quite similar we do things in a different way i do a lot of like letting the pedal talk and and kind of staying away from the camera where he's like full-on like camera presence and talks through the the gear that he's reviewing. So you get kind of two different approaches on uh, like quite similar gear that we review. Um, like even to the point where some of the pedals that I've got, I've bought off him. And some of the pedals that he's got, he's bought off me. So they are the actual same pedals. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I had him on and we did like a rundown of the most popular pedals that were on my channel for 2022 and did like a like a top five you must must buy budget pedal um budget pedals of 2023 because like the 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 top five lists that came out are actually all pretty pretty banging pedals and i think there's there's reason to at least try each of these once um and without like without spoiling the um like the the actual top five, there's quite a an eclectic mix of pedals, so it's not just all kind of tube screamer based drives. <laughs> uh, in fact, actually, there is not a tube screamer based drive on there, not one. So, do you think that's because you avoided doing some tube screamer drives earlier in the year? <laughs> no, 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 I don't think so. I, I've, I've definitely I keep peppering them into the channel. They're definitely there, but I think like largely people aren't searching on volume like the newest or or latest <laughs> budget version of a tube screamer because there's just like if if anything is saturated it is the market for tube screamers isn't it absolutely yeah so i don't think like you'll never get you'll never get massive search on those kind of things but it will always tick over because like the joyo vintage overdrive is always going to be a popular pedal um, stuff like the Tube Screamer Mini and and things like that, like all of these ones that are kind of affordable and do that kind of Tube Screamer thing, absolutely. But yeah, there's there's quite a few, and there's there's one utility pedal that surprised me that it it got onto the list, 
But again, I'm not gonna not gonna spoil it. I'm not gonna uh, give away the game here. But definitely check it out because it's it's a it's a good laugh. Absolutely. Um, sorry, gentlemen. Who wants to go next? Matt, go on, go on. Give us a give you some. Yeah. So I I gave a, like we we behind the scenes we talk mildly about everything just sort of plan a podcast beforehand and i mentioned that although i have picked up a guitar this week i've done it in a really boring way in that i've just gone over a set list because i've got a gig and we haven't had the ability to practice which means i haven't played with these guys since november yeah (laughs) so i thought okay in the absence of being able to practice together i should probably run over a set list just to kind of like get myself back in the game because I know what I'm like. I know I know these songs back to front. I've been playing a lot of them for 10 years. But yeah. we'll get there and somebody will say a song and I'm like, it's not there. And it, it's there somewhere, but I have no idea how that goes. I'm supposed to start it and I have no idea what the tempo is, what the key is, what the first chord is. Like, so, yeah, yeah, just just kind Line. of had, like a, <laughs> yeah, had, had, a, had a run over and just kind of like, okay, yeah, no, I can do this. And I didn't go through the whole song of all of them, but I just literally looked at the set list created a playlist in spotify of those 25 songs or 30 songs whatever it is and then just went through at least the opening like minute and then if i was like yeah this is just the same shit skip yeah kind of just yeah and like there's there's a couple of them that we don't we we do our own versions so i like i, ju- I just refreshed myself on the versions rather than playing along because that doesn't work like if you're trying to play in a different key don't practice it in the, in the original key three days before a gig or five days before a gig. It's not a good idea. Yeah, that's a surefire way of fucking up during a gig, that isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so that's that's all I've done. But what I was mentioning is, I obviously we've spoken about this quite a few times. A few times this year, we've I've come to a podcast and saying I haven't picked a guitar up in X amount of time, and it's because I'm incredibly lazy. <laughs> Yeah, 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 I can feel you there. And I don't, I don't have a rig set up at home. Like we, we don't really have that much space in this flat um, for the two of us. Yeah, and I have some space on my desk. And admittedly, I tend to fill it with shit. <laughs> but if it wasn't, if if it wasn't space, I wouldn't put things like sweet wrappers or like reams of Pokemon cards or books or strings for guitars. I wouldn't just leave it kind of lying around. So what I'm considering is turning the back of my desk into a pedal board, yeah. like a, a like, and just like having a, a fixed setup. Board, yeah. Yeah. yeah, having a fixed setup. So like, I want to have obviously I'll have the simplifier at the front, so I could just break it off when I need to go and take it to a gig. But that'll be obviously my kind of like my my sort of amp sound, just so that it's. It's better than the cheap one that I've got, and it's I'm more likely to want to use it if it's you know the better sounding quality thing yeah, yeah. That I've got. So I'll have that. Um, I don't have the Hall of Fame on a board at the moment, so I'll have that as the reverb just to kind of make the simplifier sound like it's an amp as opposed to a sound. Yeah, because I I would say that's the my one criticism with the simplifier, and it would be same with the Iridium or whatever you're using in that kind of space if it doesn't have built in reverb. It's never going to sound like an amp because it's not in a space. The the Iridium does. It's got like a room. Oh, does it? Yeah, like a room knob, and you can dial in the amount of like liveliness that you get. Yeah. In there. And then that's exactly what I'll do with the with the Hall of Fame. I'll just dial in a 
so it, it sounds like an amp in a room rather than like an actual yeah. reverb obviously if i need an actual reverb i can just tweak it but i'll probably dial it in and kind of leave it fixed what i don't have is a multi-modulation pedal anymore and i could probably do with it because yeah. if i'm if i'm learning stuff i probably need modulation you want to be in a, a kind of ballpark don't you? yeah so like like obviously I, I what i don't need is just the chorus pedal because you know like if i have just the chorus pedal and i need something else i'll have to break that out and put something else in mm. but i don't know what the cheap multi effects are these days and I mean, I, yeah you need to get an m5 didn't you yeah, yeah but i've got an m5 <laughs> on the bus <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing about an m5 is the current drawer is a pain in the ass what i what i want to do is not have to buy another power supply and i've got a What's the five output T Rex one called? Whatever the isolated uh, the fuel five. tank is it? Yes, it might be. But yeah, I've got one of those, so I'm just I, I want to set it up with that. But what I basically want is a to work out where what the cheap old like options like yeah you like, the old mod, mod factory. factory yeah do they not yeah, do that, that anymore? I've no idea. They probably still <laughs> I, do. I sold my one like five years ago. I'll just have a dig, so I'll I'll pick something like that up, and then I'll just have whatever drive pedals aren't on my board. Yeah. The other, so basically, like the, the power supply has five in five things, so like five supplies. So the simplifier will be one, the reverb yeah. will be one, the mod will be one, and then I'll do whatever drive I want and uh, some sort of boost. Yeah. So it'll probably, at the moment, as it's not on the board, will be the Messiah and nice. maybe the Honey Burst. Oh, that is. That, <laughs> I mean that that's a. a tone so good that you'll be like oh why am i not using these for the the actual board <laughs> oh i mean i have a reason and that's because the messiah and the vox don't play well but that's only because the vox doesn't like anything apart from the hotcake really is your kind of like bass drive sound yeah and that's the only reason the messiahs come off the board yeah the vox can be a right dick yeah yeah and th that is the criticism of the vox and like i've been so tt is like four and a half months away so you know no four months away now but like plenty of time but i'm hoping that i can run stereo into the marshall and the um the vox and i'm sort of planning on working out a way to run two different boards into the two different apps <laughs> at the big stage if we get the gig on it and i'll, I'll obviously need a, a switcher for that but I, i'll come to those come to those <laughs> solutions yeah. when i know what's going on oh yes absolutely i mean it's it sounds like a plan sounds like a plan i mean if if not then when is basically <laughs> like yeah, you've exactly. got all this gear and that's an app like that kind of crowd deserves a, a nice big like raucous yeah, like, rock sound it's it? a four thousand capacity outdoor venue if the, if i can't run two amps with two different pedal boards with a switcher which yeah. I don't own. I when when am I ever going to get the chance? Like my ideal would be to have the hotcake as the bass drive for the Vox and the Messiah as the bass drive for the whatever the Plex is called, the SV20, and yeah. then have broadly similar. Like I probably keep keep the Vox with no modulation or thing and just have the modulation in the Plexi only or something like that. I'll do, I'll work out what I'm going to do with that at some point. But like that would just be the pinnacle of my guitar career if i can like just run a ridiculous amount of shit just because yeah i mean you saying that it's just reminded me of a picture that i saw crop up on facebook today which was uh like the 
the um, tech crew bringing on John for a fa- uh, John for shanties pedalboard. It was yep. a two man fucking, fucking like job. <laughs> it looks like a fucking single mattress size, like kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it and was... have you seen the feedback from the gig? Yeah, the like people have been absolutely slated. Like long time Red Hot Chili Peppers fans saying, "Yeah, never again." <laughs> yeah, they're fucking terrible now. Don't yeah. bother. I mean, He's they always kind of have been as well. So. Allegedly, just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just he put keep... it in his own autobiography. But yeah, I suppose allegedly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but just yeah, keep... like. Yeah, everybody who I've seen like has just said, yeah, they're they're not worth watching anymore. Yeah, I used to like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, I I say used to like like the last album I listened to was Stadium Arcadium, and there were like four songs on it. Yeah, on that, double album. that was a double album. So. What are you saying, Josh? Have they stopped singing about California yet? Have I have no fuck? idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I was gonna say I highly doubt it, but I haven't listened to any of their new songs since two thousand and six. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely not absolutely not like th- this is the red hot chili Peppers. i mean if you take california at the red hot chili peppers what are you left with <sighs> very very little like some slap bass and uh, and, and talking about weighing things <laughs> yeah yeah sure <laughs> indeed which is probably like a that's how subtle you measure metaphor. the weight that's how you measure the weight of a red hot chili pepper you give it away now oh uh... Oh. oh, wait, we do the shit joke at the end, don't we? Damn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's peak too soon, mate. Peak too soon. And, yeah, it, it, even that's probably a thinly veiled metaphor for California somehow. I, yeah, I'm, I'm sure <laughs> if you know more about California or the chilies, I'm sure there's a, a route there. Somewhere. California Reaper Pepper or whatever it's called. Wait. I mean, that's probably why they're called the chili peppers, isn't it? Yeah, it probably is. <laughs> Oh, fuck's sake. Uh, so, I can't yeah. believe they're like 40 years old as well, that band. It's just mental. <laughs> yeah. I, like, if ever there was a band who should have stopped. Just, <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't necessarily wish ill upon them, like, apart from the, yeah, I mean, the one. <laughs> yeah. The, what, to me, they are. like They're a band who started too early and finished too late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Like there's there's a brief period. In fact, they could probably have done one album of songs with all of their output, and I would probably not mind that album. Yeah, it would look. You could <laughs> probably make like they've done how I've lost count how many albums. It must be like to be honest. twelve to fifteen, I would guess. Some something like, like that. But uh, you know, it's, you could probably make like one album just of the the good songs and then the yeah. rest of it can all just go in the bin just just call it the california chronicles just <laughs> one album yeah and then that that is the entire chili peppers output and, yeah, the, and, and that's all you need and the the thing is like you can say that about a lot of bands but most of those bands have got some really good songs and then some fine songs on albums and i don't find that with the chili peppers they usually either have songs that i will listen to or songs that are unlistenable on albums yeah like it's all or nothing, isn't it? Yeah, it's all or nothing. And I'm, I'm somebody who would have described myself ten years ago as, yeah, I'm sort of a Chili Peppers fan. But yeah, not real. Like looking yeah. at whether I actually like the, the music output, probably not really. Yeah, oh, I've I've never bought into the hype of them. So 
like for me, it's be been kind of watching people cotton on to the fact that they're just not really that good. <laughs> just like yeah. like a whole mass realization. Why are we listening to these guys? Like, <laughs> what does bump de hump mean? <laughs> like, of course, it yeah. means exactly what it says. Bomb de hump, of course, of course. Anyway, <laughs> Mr. Joshua, oh my gosh, it is Josh. Wagwan. Wagwan. What are we saying? What, so, what are we saying? What are we you've saying? got, a, you've got a, a quad cortex patch going on this week, haven't you? I have, yes. Uh, after the uh, success of what I thought was the hot, like the hobby mode and patch. 2.0. I spent some time, I think it one night when I got in from work, I got in early and I was like, you know what, I'm going to make a video tonight. I'm going to make a video. And um, I just made a really nice, huge stereo sounding uh, patch. Noise. With the Quad Cortex, uh, utilizing the new hybrid mode. Yes. Um, so, for those so, who are unaware of the hybrid mode, you you did a go to pedal boards on YouTube <laughs> and see the new Core OS two point zero update video I did three weeks ago. Yeah, I mean we talked about it on the podcast as well, but yes, we did. really, we there's did. no there's no substitute for visuals, is there? So, so I mean, let's um, just so, carry on shilling. Just yeah. So the the. Hybrid mode is where you can. There's three modes on the quad cortex. You got preset, scene, and stomp. Preset is where you can kind of go between your banks. Yeah. Pre, pre yeah, you've basically got like a, a fully saved, uh, on like patch that you can't touch. You just kind of cycle yeah. between them. Yeah, and then you've got the scene mode, which is like the individual presets. But then you've kind of got like eight different versions of that so you can have you know cream clean crunch lead heavy wet you know anything like that yeah so you can uh, adjust stop- the parameters on on the so you say for example like you had an amp and a couple of pedals you could adjust the parameters on the amp and the pedals but you'd yeah. still like you still kind of tethered to those those effects one. like that effects chain and then like Think of it as like a pedal board and a MIDI switcher. Yeah, 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 yeah. cool, yeah. Um, and then there's stomp mode where, say, like, if you are literally just using, like, one amp, like a JCM 800, and you're doing everything for effects, like, you know, you could be doing your gain staging through stomps and chucking in a delay here and there. You can um, set the pedals to, like, your you know, stomp A or B, you know, like A can be like, I don't know, a TS-808, a B can be a uh, fuzz face, you know, C can be both of them together, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I, the patch that I made, it's um, the, the main gain stage is based off um, a VX, Victory VX 100, Mm-hmm. And a Soldano SLO 100. So those two are uh, the the amps in stereo. So we're not going for clean here, are we? Ah, we are. We what? also have the fuck. Uh, yeah, uh, and the the two amps in stereo for the clean are uh, a Mesa Barber M Zero, 
which has got a beautiful sounding clean um, and using the VX100 as well on the clean. Yeah. Uh, and those are going into, we've got an Alnico 412 Marshall. Alnico? Yeah, Alnico Cream back, whatever it's called. Um, speakers and uh, a Mesa V30 412 as well. Yeah, I think we've got we've got a few videos in the in the chamber anyway, so we can we can schedule something in if it, if it's not this week. We'll 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 work it out off uh, off the cast anyway. We'll see what's uh, what's going on. People are going to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, no doubts. And it's that's going to be a patch that uh, Quad Cortex users can uh, can download as well, isn't it? For free. Oh, you don't get nothing in this world for free, right, gentlemen? Hot take, like last week's hot take, absolutely. There was, yeah, it it didn't go well for the hot take. I think it was. Let's let's have a look who had who was to blame for it. Robbie Valentine. People were not happy with your with your opinion. Fuzz is a trash tier effect, or fuzz pedals are trash tier effects. Eighty four percent of the people did not agree with that as a statement. And we expected, which is, a... I think, which I think is the biggest winning margin we've kind of had so far on a lukewarm hot take. I mean, it's, yeah, look, if it's not the, it's definitely up there, isn't it? Um, we expected that. We we knew going in that that was going to be a tough sell. <laughs> I think that's the kindest way of putting it. Right, this week's hot take comes courtesy of Mister Budget Pedal Chap, um, and it is. Without Birmingham, metal wouldn't be as good. Without Birmingham, metal wouldn't be as good. Ooh. It's a spicy boy. It's a that's, spicy boy. That's that. that ooh, I, I think that's actually a little bit kind of hotter than a lukewarm hot take. Can I ask some very basic questions before I form an opinion? Of course you can. Other than Black Sabbath, yep. What you got? Judas Priest, Judas Priest. Cannibal okay, Corpse. Judas Priest isn't real, and Panley's is Cannibal Corpse. I don't know Napalm who they are. Death. Sorry, Napalm Death, it. not Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, like all of which instrumental within the forming of their scenes. Like if we- if you extend Birmingham to like the West Midlands area as well, like half of Led Zeppelin were from... Um... Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, like, fine, you can have half of Led Zeppelin. That's... I mean, the best <laughs> half. <laughs> like, the, the singer and the, the drummer who... Like, he's, he was such a good drummer that people know his name. Sorry, I thought Paige was from the West Midlands. No, he's a right Kent... Um, uh, yeah, sorry. That's why I went ee, when you said the best half. I didn't realise no. it was Bonham as well. No, but yeah, bon- <laughs> Bonham's a lot proper Brummie. And Jethro Tull's Dave Pegg is also from Birmingham. There you go. Of course, of course. Um, but I mean, look, our, our big claim to fame, and this is going for the metal angle because, like, why the fuck not? Is Black Sabbath, isn't it? Like Black Sabbath yeah. were the forefathers of metal. Yeah, they, I can't they, argue with that. They they started it going where it where it was, and then you had 
Judas Priest, following on with that new wave of British heavy metal, which was the kind of the next succession. It was like the spiritual successor to the first wave of metal was the new wave of British heavy metal. Because I, I know that you had like, like after that you had like the, the LA glam scene and stuff like that, but we, we don't talk about that because that's, re- that's not really following on from Black Sabbath now, is it? Come on. I know you had bands as well like Slade, but, you know, they did come a little bit later on. From Wolverhampton, my man. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Slade, Slade like, you can't, you can't do Christmas without that. But it's not metal. Like, metal is where we're talking. Um, so Judas Priest and um, Black Sabbath, pretty much what I'm saying is without those guys, heavy metal would not be as good these days. I think there would probably be, be, I mean, Black Sabbath were, you know, are the, like, you know, they are Genesis. They are the, the kind of... Or Mega Drive, uh, if you're like, over here in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, like, the spawning of it all. Yeah. yeah. There were, you know... <laughs> got you that, did, prob- didn't it, man? It did. <laughs> music probably would have found roots elsewhere. Yeah. You know, in, in something else, but Sabbath were just the right band at the right time. And, you know, a lot of the biggest bands in the world have all said, oh, we owe it to Black Sabbath. We owe it to Black Sabbath. We owe it to Black Sabbath. Yeah. Kind of thing. I mean, Zach Wilde owes it so much to Black Sabbath that he spent the good half of his career doing <laughs> Black Sabbath, basically. He was doing like Ozzy's version of Black Sabbath. And like he even did, sure, in it. Well, uh, <laughs> just that's pretty much it, isn't it? But uh, he did like Ozzy with the Black Sabbath material, and then went along and did Zach Sabbath, which were pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> um, which was just like pinch harmonics galore and fret wanking for for two hours. Well, yeah, but I mean the riff awesome. slap. Thanks, Iomi. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like, but... yeah, Obviously, the wrists uh... do slap when they're by himself, not when you've got Zach Wall going <laughs> over the top of it. It's like he was in the room. It was, to be fair. Look, I'll give you Black Sabbath in that I think Black Sabbath shaped the way metal became. I think I think metal was inevitable because I think. I think there was always going to be somebody who went, what if we made this sound creepy or what if we made this sound weird or like, yeah. what if we take classical music but add a load of distortion to it? And... No, no. So that was that was Deep Purple. They were basically playing Bach, but with... Yeah, but, uh, uh, with I'm sorry, game. but fucking... Is, is it Black Sabbath that is just fucking... Oh, no, no, yeah, like there, there's like... Four or five songs that are just like classical music pieces that have been slightly altered. I, I just, can't say and, that and, I, I know too many of the Black Sabbath. I know that a lot. There's a lot of kind of diminished, uh, like yeah, feeling and like tunes, the, and yeah. and even even just like the the intro to. I'm pretty sure it's the intro to Black Sabbath where it's just open, flat, and fifth down to a four. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and that's 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 just all that's, taken from doomy 
easiest mm. riff ever. Yeah, exactly, it's exactly, and it's ripped straight from pieces of classical. Hundreds of pieces of classical music use that to create tension and then release it. It's just, it is just, you know, it, it it's as old as the hills in terms of a trait in music, and like they they did it in a really weird way that made it sound even creepier, which was fantastic for the for the kind of for the music that they were doing and they knew exactly what they wanted to do but it, somebody was eventually going to do that with a distorted guitar sound if yeah. it wasn't black sabbath I, the- I think iomi had a very very good understanding of this is how to make uh, like we've got ozzy saying this weird shit this is the best way to make the guitar sound like Ozzy's, yeah, like it's those, supporting the yeah. those kind of feelings that, or those kind of like sayings, and I think that that really, really helped them because I don't think anybody had thought about making the guitar sound in those particular ways. Obviously, we'd moved away from just straight blues by then, but like making the guitar sound as like tell the same amount of story as the guitar in terms of like going for those kind of like more sinister things. Yeah. Hadn't really been a thing pre-Iomi. So I think it's probably came around quicker, but Sabbath is all you've got. Like Judas Priest are breaking the law and nothing more to whoa, 90% whoa, whoa, of the human race. Bear in mind that I googled Judas Priest, I fought the law because I couldn't remember which <laughs> law song was theirs because I don't know who Judas Priest are because they're uh, not big enough to have made it to the Isle of Man, which is like 300 miles away. Uh, so they're a tiny little Birmingham band that you oh, are sorry, absolutely the biggest, obsessed oh, with. The biggest oh, band right that's off. come to the Isle of Man is the darkness, for fuck's sake. Like, no one can be bothered to go there. He's, he's got a you little wanna, gleeful, see, gleeful smile on his face. Like he's just lit the text paper and runs. Like, if you want to see bands live, come to a place called Mainland UK. Stop living in your I've own I've been to the Mainland UK. You've got shit like fucking Nickelback and Ed Sheeran and yeah, Watermelon. Like, Penis face or whatever his name is. I believe he's called Harry Styles, but yes, yeah, yeah. that's him. That's him. Right. So, like, biggest tropes of uh, biggest tropes of metal music: the kind of the sinister, diminished kind of feel to it, and like the the uh, like Phrygian stuff as well. Yeah, Iomi kind of pioneered that as a guitar trope. Another uh, another massive, massive trope of metal music, which happens still to this day, is down-tuned guitars. Iomi was doing that, like, back in, yep. the, back in the day. So... Yep. Yeah, because it wasn't like Children of the Greatest, was it C-sharp standard or something? Yeah, like, they were they were dropping shit like it was hot back, back in the day. And, like, part of that was to accommodate for the fact that he'd fucked his fingers up and... Uh, and all of this, and like, if that never happened, they might not have been as uh, like the band that they are. But it's like it's a perfect storm of all of these things that might, like may have been inevitable, but they they all converged at the point that is Black Sabbath. They did, but they converged at Black Sabbath, and then they very quickly left Birmingham. Yeah, I'm not saying that like. <laughs> that Birmingham is the home of metal and that nothing ever out of Birmingham should yeah, be yeah, classed but, as metal. No. Like, but, it's not like I'm champagne is, and like sparkling wine. Is, is Birmingham has Black Sabbath and yeah. everything else that's came out of Birmingham is... Yeah. In terms of the metal scene? No. Like, I, 
like I say, Judas Priest are not the band that you think they are outside of. I think I think there's like an obsession within the Birmingham scene of blacks of Judas Priest because we've had this conversation many. Like you try to equate them to Iron Maiden, which is just offensive. They, they are. They they're like they're part of the, the new wave of British heavy metal. Same with like Death Leopard. Like. And like Maiden are also seminal when it comes to like the that second wave of like heavy metal within the UK, and there's no, there's no denying that they're they're almost as like iconic as the the big four when it comes to thrash, but like it, those guys are all quoting Sabbath as being like the the inspiration for well, it. I mean, all. the big four quote Diamond Head, don't they? Yeah, some of them do, but like they they also quote Sabbath as yeah yeah yeah. So, like the statement is, without Birmingham, metal wouldn't be as good. And it's down to our listeners. I I believe you should change the word Birmingham for Black Sabbath because I think you're <laughs> you're you're clutching it. So I will be voting against on the basis that you've used the word Birmingham instead of the two words Black and Sabbath. I mean. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> but technically, if we're going to be really splitting hairs, you'd go, it wouldn't like heavy metal wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for Aston. <laughs> oh, yeah. If it weren't for Ozzy's mom. <laughs> yeah. No, Ozzy's dad. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck it. Yeah. Fucked him over dinner. Um, but there we go. So that is that is our hot take. There will be ultimately cryptic options in the poll which will be in the Fret Talk podcast group. Um, so vote in it. Have your say. Is Birmingham the place that made metal good? Like, you can vote yes, we can vote wrong. Your choice is <laughs> in the Fret Talk podcast group. So go go there to, to have your vote. We've got some news, haven't we, gentlemen? Um, in fact, we're, we're coming... <laughs> quite close to the end of the podcast what <laughs> happened where did it where did the time go right i have no idea we're gonna mention these bloody black star pedals we're gonna do it <laughs> let's <laughs> let's do it okay right so the black star black star because it's been three weeks and we've been promising black star <laughs> have released a revision of the amped series so they did like three little no, they didn't do that. That was the like de- depth ten or something, and then they released the amped, which was like a flamp. I remember two amped, but I didn't know there was three. Yeah, there was uh, a low gain and a high gain. I don't. I assume yeah. they called them something else, but no, I think they were just called the amped. So yeah, the amped. So they've they've basically they've bought a, a, a second revision of it, which is or like, so. I'm equating it kind of to a fly rig where it's yeah. it's very much a, a flamp because it's got like the power section that you can power a guitar cab with. It's like 100 watt power section, uh, class D. So it'll be 100 watt at four ohms, I assume, and then it'll scale down. Yeah. Uh, so it's got a drive section, it's got a modulation section, a delay section, and a reverb section. So whereas the old ones just had your like your drive section and then had like a couple of switching options for like cab sims and whatnot. This has got essentially most of a um a signal chain 
I mean, you could use it as an entire signal chain and that could be your thing. But for most people, you might want to augment it with some pedals to get to like the tone that you really want. But essentially, pretty pretty standard kind of fly rig sitch. The kind of thing that you'd expect. I don't know, like Tech 21 did a couple of fly rigs, didn't they? Um, yeah, yeah. So that, that, that kind of thing, but with the ability to power uh, a cab as well. Yeah, so it's it, it's basically the next kind of stage in the fly rig, isn't it? It's moving away from it just being plugged straight into a desk and you can actually run a cab from it instead. Yeah, so the the IO on the back is pretty pretty impressive. I think the original Amps had something similar as well. So it's got a USB out with um, left and right cab sim, preamp, and then dry. So you can, like the, the out, the output on it is four output, and you can you can go super super in depth with it. So you've even got like a drive through. Uh, it's got MIDI via TRS. It's got two nine volt outputs as well. So you it is it's designed that you also use pedals to augment it. Yeah, um, which seems pretty spot on because that is exactly what you'd do. Uh, XLR out. It's got a line uh, out. It's got an effects loop as well. So again pointing towards that this is augmenting a fuller setup yeah uh and that's that's your lot um i think i can't remember exactly how much these were but i remember them being quite pricey well, i think the, 600 quid i was gonna say i think the first ones are about 400 quid so yeah i think these I will were... just do a bit of googling whilst you talk about it yeah that wicked um so what what are we thinking about these? What are we thinking? So we've mentioned the fly rig. Josh, you have you've shown us a hand gesture on an audio podcast. <laughs> yeah. So what it, are we saying? A, it's it's a thumbs down for me. Yeah. Um, I think you're kind of going to be. Or, I think you're going to get better quality effects in something like a HX stomp and and a little power amp. You know, like the uh, the S the Seymour Duncan power is it power yeah, stage? Power stage yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You've got the, the, the EHX forty four Magnum or yeah, which yeah. They're like the, the baby boom as well by Moore as well. Um, I think you're gonna kind of get a bit more bang for your buck with that than this. I, I mean, you know, some people like the idea of having it all in one unit, but Blackstar, you know, when they were doing the like the practice amps and you know the effects in there were always kind of leaving a lot to be desired. You what? Now kind of make the ID cores had some absolutely banging effects in. Look, and that's their their cheap, like cheap solid state. Um, well, actually, not solid state. Even is it? It's digital modeling amps. Like the the drive sections not always the best. They like they were serviceable and kind of of their time. But the effects within them were were really actually quite decent sounding. Uh, and I've I wa- watched some videos on it, and I must admit I wasn't blown away by it. Not sold on it, okay. I think like what you mentioned there actually about the alternatives, um, is is a great point. The fact that you've so you buy this, you have got like you've got that drive sound. You've got that delay sound, you've got that modulation sound and that reverb sound. And although it's got an effects loop and you could put your own like effects into that, 
that bumps the price up. Yeah, and you've already like you've bought this unit with those things built in. Yeah, it's five hundred and thirty-nine quid, by the way. Okay. So you could buy yourself a HX stomp and a power amp. And... Well, you, you couldn't these days because you can't buy them for love nor money. But Yeah, okay, but you will be able to once they're back in stock again. It's not like fucking Line 6 have stopped making the stomp, is it? No, no. <laughs> yeah. But like, and if you're, like, if you're talking about like augmenting this by running pedals into it, like if you want a different drive sound and you spend 150 quid on a drive sound and you want... Rather than generic chorus, tremolo, or phaser, you want to spend, you know, 150 quid on a like a TC pedal. You're now at 800 quid. Just buy a HX um, LT. Yeah. Helix LT. I mean, the the thing then, you would also have to buy a power, like a, a power unit power. to get it to power a, a, a cab. Yeah, you, you, you would, but, and like, do you really need to? Like it's twenty twenty three. Like as much as I'm the <laughs> it, like it's um, I, like I'm obsessed with amps and only have amps and hate using non amps. If yeah. if if you're using this as a fly rig or something along those lines, just plug it into the desk. It's got the functionality for that, and also just, yeah, <laughs> so do so do all the others. So, I, I, like okay, you know, if you do want to run a cab, fair enough, but. I if you most likely sorry if you're using yeah. it as a as a like you say a fly rig, you're flying into a venue. Most of the time, you know, if you're playing these sort of shows, a venue is going to have an amp that you can plug into the effects loop of. You can just buy, you know, bypass the preamp and use the power section if you you know really want you know had the option to go down that route. But like you said, it's a fly rig. Just plug into the fucking desk. I mean, you could yeah. do feasibly. You could do both with like the the IO that this has got. You could you've got line out. You've got XLR out. XLR it to the desk. Line out to the the cab. Yeah, the yeah, the, the, like the effects the, the effects loop out. Uh, in, there you go. You've got a monitor and you've got front of house. Yeah, yeah, and like I I I know I often talk about like I I will always want an amp and I I was chatting to um, in one of the groups that I'm in. And I was actually saying, like, for, for a lot of the things that I do these days, it would be easier for everybody if I just went from my simplifier to the desk. But if I have the option to bring an amp, I'm always going to do it, even if it's the more inconvenient solution, just because yeah. I I like it that way. Because <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, well, that dick, you know, when you see, like, you see the, the memes going around of, like, that's the stage, yeah, and then it's like, all right, Matt goes, okay, let me unload my, uh, two tw- you know, two four by 12 stack. And... <laughs> Yeah, like I, I and like I I understand <laughs> that I am in the wrong, and I also don't care. <laughs> but I, and for the same reason, I wouldn't go down the route of this because although it calls itself an amp, it's a guitar pedal with the functionality of an amp. And yeah, I don't like that concept. Also, who's got a fucking forty foot long um, speaker cable to go from this to a cab? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's that, isn't it? I think I think you you've touched upon a point there that the convenience that it gives you, what it's actually giving you is the the least good option out of the two. Like it's giving you the worst of both worlds, almost, isn't it? 
Like you're not getting the convenience of the the digital modelling that you would with something like the HX Stomp or the GT Core, or even the simplifier, which is like a much simpler version. You're not getting the convenience of or like the 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 breadth of of that kind of thing, where you can like with the the digital ones you can dial up all of these additional um, effects and like have the order switched and you don't have to have this reverb, you can have another reverb and, and, and all of that kind of stuff. And like with the simplifier, you could easily build a you board build around. A board. Yeah. yeah. Like for, for me, the simplifier is the perfect solution because if I want to, I can leave it on the board and just instead of plugging the simplifier into a desk, plug the pedal before the simplifier into an amp. And then yeah. I have a fly rig that I can also use with a real amp, which is what I do for the most part. At the moment, the simplifier is off because it's, you know, sat in the bedroom because that's where I last used it to play play along to some stuff. But like, yeah, I, yeah, that's how I would use kind of if I had a HX stomp. That's probably how I'd use that in terms of I just run it at the end of my chain. Obviously, with the HX stomp, you've obviously got the option for, like you say, all the different you know different um, reverbs and modulations, but. I I don't I don't see a world for this, and I watched um, Andy the guitar uh, guitar geek. Yeah. Um, I watched his demo of the um, the the, the V ones of these or the, the the amped ones. Yeah, yeah. And he was saying how it took him like five goes to make the video because he couldn't ever get what he wanted, and eventually he got there, and he was really sort of enjoying it. Yeah. But I yeah, if, if it takes five patient. attempts. Yeah, it takes five yeah. I know what you and, mean, yeah. And like, oh, and I'm also probably at that point going to go out on a limb saying if it takes you that long to dial in the amp sound and the drive sound, I don't want to try and dial in the modulation, reverb and delay on this because yeah. I'm with reverb, I'm fairly picky usually. Modulation, I depending on the modulation, I care or don't. Like this has got chorus flange, tremolo, phaser. The chorus, I'm going to imagine, I won't like because I'm quite fussy about yeah, you're choruses. About that, yeah. Um, and the, yeah, the the tremolo and phaser. I mean, I'm unlikely to use a tremolo because mm. it's just going to make me feel sick. Yeah, and then like the phaser, you know, phasers are what they are. Phasers are the best ones. Yeah. I mean, that's a hot yeah. take for another day. That is, but <laughs> yeah. So I think. Like to play the devil's avocado, it's. I think this this pedal will be someone. Like there was someone out there who th- this will be the ideal solution for. There'll be a f- like handful of those people who go, yes, this is the product I have been after. But I don't think the market for it is specifically that big. No. I think that- there's more people who would go, mm, it'll do, I guess. Like, mm. but yeah, there are better I, options, or there are options that give you more in in a in a different way, like like the HX stamp, like the yeah. simplifier, like yeah. And like, I'm I'm really sorry, but for an extra hundred and twenty quid, you can buy an AC fifteen head, and that's an amp. Only <laughs> <do> this, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and okay, it doesn't have the. It's got built-in reverb, and it'll probably be as good as the reverb in this. In fact, yeah. it's a fucking spring, so it's gonna be better. Yeah, it's um, gonna be the best one. Um, 
<laughs> it, it doesn't. I mean, it's got built in tremolo actually, so it's got tremolo. So you're only missing the chorus and the phaser. <laughs> um, delay is pointless, so you don't need that anyway. And if you want to drive it, turn the gain bit up. And there you go, sorted. Buy an AC15 head instead. I'm offended by the fact that he said delay is pointless. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> trying to he's trying to like resurface old. Um... <laughs> old wounds here isn't he but yeah look, gonna... uh, and, and like we said like it's got a, an effects loop like most yeah. people are going to run their own board with this yeah I would guess and the ones that aren't they're probably fine paying 550 quid or whatever it was but like it's, yeah it's it's not something I think it's not aimed at the obsessed guitar market that listens to this podcast or watches YouTube videos or is kind of like really into guitar pedals I think it's aimed at people that aren't as finickety about the tones that they get and more need it as a like touring solution. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not aimed at the kind of people who would buy my merch. <laughs> Which just for the for the listener, it has got it's got the, the phrase eat, sleep, practice and repeat. But then practice is crossed out and it says buy pedals. Which I feel like spiritually is 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 the kind of the <laughs> motto of this podcast, isn't it? Because that's what we're yeah. here for. We don't want to practice. Can you buy this shirt? I'm curious. Uh, I mean, there's there are links. If you go into my YouTube channel, if you like, if I'm giving you the inside scoop here. So if you go into my YouTube channel, on the community tab, there is a post. In fact, there's two posts that give you the discount code to get ten percent off this t-shirt. By the time that this is out, it won't work. <laughs> you, you fucking cocktail. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna extend it to the listeners here. If you are looking to purchase and you have missed that um that discount code, hit me up on the Fretz Hill podcast group and I will create you a like one time one time only ten percent off code. So I, I will honour that for you, just because I, I like you guys, like you're my boys and girls. Although I've checked the analytics, and no, you're my boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Where are the women at? <laughs> <laughs> not here. I can tell you that. Um, yeah, we we finally did it. We finally got through to the black star, <laughs> the black star news. My gosh. Right, we've got next. Next up, we've just got to try and do the uh, the new Ibanez line. <laughs> yeah, so we've got we've got the Strymon Cloudburst and the EHX Slapback Echo. They will go on next week's podcast. Okay, yeah, because oh, it's another Strymon reverb in a blue casing. Oh, because they've never done that before. Is it, is it another one, or is it just one of the other ones in a smaller <laughs> housing? <laughs> Gentlemen, you are giving the game away here. So what you're saying is it's a, a blue sky for the bronies? <laughs> it, may, it, may very, <laughs> it may very well be. Yeah. Right, right, gentlemen, we're gonna we're gonna end the podcast here. We are definitely gonna end the podcast because I can feel. Oh, come on. Feel feel things happening. Right. I'm gonna extend a, a thank you to our listeners. You you guys are awesome. I'm gonna extend a double thank you to our Patreon backers who for as little as $2 a month, you can be part of that exclusive crew 
Come on, join join the fun. There's room left yet. I don't think we've capped it, capped the um the amount of members. So come on, join see if we can get get to that limit. As little as two dollars a month, you get this. You get some extra page stuff as well. Which on this week we are going to be mentioning a potential um business deal. Yeah, like a venture. Mmm. Mm. Ooh, yeah, two dollars a month. That's all it takes. So our, our Patreon backers are as follows: We have got Mister. Oh, that's that's the wrong wrong person. Let me just check. We've got Mister Andrew Bimson of Rising of the Lights. We have got Mister Doug Christ of Thirty Seven Effects of Masters of the Cinematic Universe and the Just Surprise Me podcast. We have got Mister Hugh Direction. Way indeed. We have got. Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. We've got Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jokes podcast and the Second Button podcast. And that third podcast about trains. Maybe, is it about trains? I don't know. Um, off off the rails, maybe? With the A train? That's the one. Get in. Boom. Nailed it. And we have finally got Mr. Ross Philpotts. Boom. Yes. Well, if you want to catch me online, I am... Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, you find me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. YouTube is the home to the No Talk or Tone series, which this week features a video about a boost pedal. <laughs> and there'll, there'll, there'll be another one at the end of the week, but I don't know. I've not edited it yet. So we'll we'll, we'll see. Um, Matt, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at heel underscore MattQ. Yes, we can. And, oh my gosh, it's Josh. Where can we find you? You can find me at the Corona Mortis on Instagram, and you can also find the Guitar Geeks podcast with two brand new episodes. So go and check them out. Boom. Yeah, yeah. Right. So from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Jab, from Oh My Gosh, it is Josh. And from Mr. Matt Quine, say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Yeah. It will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. for the new Hogwarts Legacy are in. Most reviewers are giving it a nine and three quarters depending on the platform. <laughs> <Whee>! <laughs>